Welcome to Storytime with Dad. Today, we will be reading The Nightingale and the Rose. She said that she would dance with me if I brought her red roses, cried the young student. But in all my garden, there is no red rose. From her nest in the oak tree, the nightingale heard him, and she looked out through the leaves and wondered. No rose in all my garden, he cried, and his beautiful eyes filled with tears. Ah, on what little things does happiness depend? I have read everything that the wise men have written, and I know the secrets of the world, but without a red rose, my life is terrible. Here at last is a true lover, said the nightingale. Night after night have I sung of him, though I knew him not. Night after night have I told his story to the stars, and now... I see him. His hair is dark like a hyacinth blossom, and his lips are red as the rose of his desire. But passion has made him pale, and sorrow is on his face. The prince gives a ball tomorrow night, murmured the young student, and my love will be of the company. If I bring her a red rose, she will dance with me until dawn, and if I bring her a red rose, I shall hold her in my arms and she will lean her head upon my shoulder, and her hand will be clasped in mine. But there is no red rose in my garden, so I will sit lonely, and she will pass me by, and she'll pay no attention to me, and my heart will break. Here indeed is the true lover, said the nightingale. What I sing of, he suffers. What is joy to me, to him is pain. Surely love is a wonderful thing. It's more precious than gold and dearer than jewels. The musicians will sit in their gallery, said the young student, and play upon their stringed instruments, and my love will dance to the sound of the harp and the violin. She will dance so lightly that her feet will not touch the floor, and people will gather all around her. But with me, she will not dance, for I have no red rose to give to her. And he flung himself down on the grass and buried his face in his hands, and wept. Why is he weeping? asked the little green lizard as he ran past him with his tail in the air. Why indeed, said a butterfly who was fluttering about after a sunbeam. Why indeed, whispered a daisy to his neighbor in a soft low voice. He is weeping for a red rose, said the nightingale. For a red rose, they cried. How very ridiculous. And the little lizard, who was something of a cynic, laughed outright. But the nightingale understood the secret of the student's sorrow, and she sat silent in the oak tree and thought about the mystery of love. Suddenly, she spread her brown wings for flight and soared through the air. She passed through the grove like a shadow, and like a shadow, she sailed across the garden. In the center of the garden was standing a beautiful rose tree, And when she saw it, she flew over to it and landed gently. Give me a red rose, she cried, and I will sing you my sweetest song. But the tree shook its head. My roses are white, it answered, as white as the foam of the sea, and whiter than the snow upon the mountain. But go to my brother, who grows round the old sundial, and perhaps he will give you what you want. So the nightingale flew over to the rose tree that was growing round the old sundial. Give me a red rose, she cried, and I will sing you my sweetest song. But the tree shook its head. My roses are yellow, it answered, 
as yellow as the hair of the mermaid who sits upon an amber throne, and yellower than the daffodil that blooms in the meadow. But go to my brother who grows beneath the student's window, and perhaps he will give you what you want. So the nightingale flew over to the rose tree that was growing beneath the student's window. Give me a red rose, she cried, and I will sing you my sweetest song. But the tree shook its head. My roses are red, it answered, as red as the feet of the dove and redder than the great fans of coral that wave and wave in the ocean. But the winter has chilled my veins, and I shall have no roses at all this year. One red rose is all that I want, cried the nightingale. Only one red rose. Is there no way I can get it? There is a way, answered the tree, but it is so terrible that I dare not tell it to you. Tell it to me, said the nightingale. I am not afraid. If you want a red rose, said the tree, you must build it out of music by moonlight and stain it with your own blood. You must sing to me with your chest against a thorn. All night long you must sing to me, and the thorn must pierce your heart, and your blood must flow into my veins and become mine. Death is a great price to pay for a red rose, cried the nightingale, and life is very dear to us all. It is pleasant to sit in the green wood and watch the sun in his chariot of gold, and the moon in her chariot of pearl. Sweet is the scent of the hawthorn, and sweet are the bluebells that hide in the valley. Yet love is better than life, and what is the heart of a bird compared to the heart of a man? So she spread her brown wings for flight and soared into the air. She swept over the garden like a shadow, and like a shadow she sailed through the grove. The young student was still lying on the grass where she had left him, and the tears were not yet drying his beautiful eyes. Be happy cried the nightingale, be happy, you shall have your red rose. I will build it out of music by moonlight. All that I ask of you in return is that you will be a true lover, for love is wiser than all the knowledge in the world. Flame-colored are his wings, and colored like flame is his body. His lips are sweet as honey, and his breath is like frankincense. The student looked up from the grass and listened, but he could not understand what the nightingale was saying to him for only knew the things that were written down in books. But the oak tree understood, and felt sad, for he was very fond of the little nightingale who had put her nest in his branches. Sing me one last song, he whispered. I shall feel very lonely when you are gone. So the nightingale sang to the oak tree. Her voice was like water bubbling from a silver jar. When she had finished her song, the student got up and pulled a notebook and a lead pencil out of his pocket. She has form, he said to himself as he walked away through the grove. That cannot be denied to her, but has she got feeling? I'm afraid not. In fact, she's like most artists. She's all style without any sincerity. She would not sacrifice herself for others. What a pity. And he went into his room and lay down on his little pallet bed and began to think of his love. And after a time, he fell asleep. And when the moon shone in the heavens, the nightingale flew to the rose tree and set her chest against a thorn. All night long she sang, and the cold moon leaned down and listened. All night long the thorn went deeper and deeper, and her life ebbed away. She sang first of the birth of love in the heart of a boy and a girl. 
and at the topmost of the rose tree there blossomed a marvelous rose, petal following petal, as song followed song. It was pale at first, but the tree cried to the nightingale to press closer against the thorn. Press closer, little nightingale, cried the tree, or daylight will come before the rose is finished. So the nightingale pressed closer against the thorn, and louder and louder grew her song, for she sang of the birth of passion in the soul of a man and a maid. And a delicate flush of pink came into the leaves of the rose, but the thorn had not yet reached her heart, so the rose's heart remained white. And the tree cried to the nightingale to press closer, so the nightingale pressed closer against the thorn, and the thorn touched her heart, and a fierce pang of pain shot through her. Bitter was the pain, and wilder her song grew, for she sang of the love that is perfected by death, of a love that cannot die. And the marvelous rose became as crimson as a ruby. But the nightingale's voice grew fainter, and her little wings began to beat, and her eyes began to close. Fainter grew her song, and she felt something choking in her throat. Then she gave one last burst of music. The white moon heard it, and she forgot the dawn and lingered on in the sky. The red rose heard it, and it trembled all over with ecstasy, and opened its petals to the cold morning air. Look, look, cried the tree, the rose is finished now. But the nightingale made no answer, for she was lying dead in the long grass with a thorn in her heart. And at noon, the student opened his window and looked out. Why, what a wonderful piece of luck, he cried. Here's a red rose. I've never seen any rose like this in all my life. It's so beautiful, I'm sure it has a long Latin name. And he leaned down and he plucked it. Then he put it in his hat and ran up to the professor's house with the rose in his hand. The daughter of the professor was sitting in the doorway, winding blue silk on a reel, and her little dog was lying at her feet. You said that you would dance with me if I brought you a red rose, cried the student. Here is the reddest rose in all the world. You will wear it tonight next to your heart. As we dance together, it will tell you how I love you. But the girl frowned. I am afraid it would not go with my dress, she answered. And besides, the Chamberlain's nephew has sent me some real jewels, and everybody knows that jewels cost far more than flowers. Well, you are very ungrateful said the student angrily, and he threw the rose into the street where it fell into the gutter, and a cartwheel went over it. Ungrateful, said the girl. I'll tell you what, you are very rude, and after all, who are you? Only a student. Why, I don't believe you have even got silver buckles to your shoes like the Chamberlain's nephew has. And she got up from her chair and went into the house. Ugh, what a silly thing love is, said the student as he walked away. It's not half as useful as knowledge. You can't do anything with love, and it's always lying to you and making you believe things that aren't true. In fact, it's quite impractical, and in this day and age, we really need to be more practical. I guess I better get back to studying. So he returned to his room and pulled out a large, dusty book and began to read. The End The Nightingale and the Rose was first published by Oscar Wilde in 1888. I hope it was obvious that the student has a lot more learning to do. He has some book smarts, but he doesn't understand how wonderful and powerful love can be. You see, in the story, the nightingale is able to do the impossible, creating a rose, and she could only do this by offering the ultimate sacrifice of her life. The same thing is true for us, though. 
sacrifice is necessary to accomplish great things. Now, it's really rare that we would ever need to make the ultimate sacrifice of our own lives, but if you've ever had to share something that you really wanted with another person, then you've already experienced this firsthand. Sacrifices like sharing can be small, but they're one way we can give love to other people. Now, it's arguable that it's also the most authentic and believable way of showing love, giving something without getting anything in return. If you enjoy these stories, don't forget to rate Storytime with Dad on whatever app you're listening to me on. Also, if there's a story you want me to read to you, or if you just have general feedback you want to give to me, send me an email at hello at storytimewithdad.com, or tweet me at dadstorytime. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.